This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Surprise. Hi. (laughs) 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 Natalie can hear colors today. Um... So last night I woke up with this crazy sinus toothache and I took like everything I had (laughs) and then... So you're high as fuck. I woke up at six and I took some more and uh, it's like I have um, pop rocks in my veins. (laughs) This is going to be fun. (laughs) I am literally shaking under my skin. Okay. So I was, and I I had to write a chapter of something this morning. So I'm writing the chapter and I'm like, I don't think that makes sense, but that's okay. (laughs) I'll fix it later. I've never wished we were doing video so much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I, um, uh, in, in, was it solidarity with you? I have like, I'm fighting an ocular migraine. And so I've already taken the Advil, but like losing vision in one eye. And then um, I'm recovering from a repetitive strain injury on my right hand. Cause now of course the knee is fixed, but right. now my, my, my body is just like, you're done. <laughs> like oh just God. stop doing everything. <laughs> oh my God. So tomorrow I'm officially on vacation for five days. Yeah, when I was writing, I was like, ah, yeah, I'm going to need vacation, which starts tomorrow. (laughs) Are we going on vacation the same time? Yeah, I think so. When are you going to Briarfest? Tomorrow I leave. And so So Briarfest. vacation? Well, Briarfest is the weekend. I won't be writing. And then vacation after that. Got you. Got you. Mm -hmm. Got you. Got you. Yeah. I know. I, uh, I've been diving really, really deep into this book with Sid Collier because it's due this month. Right. And, um, you know, finalizing everything. We're working on the cover mock-ups. And we still hadn't chosen a uh, title. We had all these working titles that we were thinking of. And then, I kid you not, I was at the barn the other day and I was talking with one of the, board, um, the lesson women there she was asking what the project was about so I was telling her you know it's about this woman who's not supposed to be alive and and how she's kind of overcome all these challenges and she's gone to the the Paralympics and I said it's her memoir and I really want to do it justice and I feel strongly about it and so we're talking about the details of it and the 16 year old girl who is my like trainer's assistant she's my barn owner's daughter she's like a niece she goes you should call it X YZ. And I said, oh my God, I think she nailed it. Like, I think she nailed it. So I called Sid and I said, what do you think about this? She goes, holy shit. I love it. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. At five exclamations. 
And so we can't announce anything yet until the title is actually chosen and approved by the publisher. Yeah. But it's just like sometimes it just feels like finally something came together. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hate coming up with, with titles. And now sometimes I just start and I go, that would, that would be fun. Let's do that. And it goes from there. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I start with the title mm-hmm. and then I write the book. Mm-hmm. You yeah. do a lot, actually. I watched I do you do it I once. Do that a lot. I watched it happen, and I still well, don't know when you wrote the book, how it happened. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, ADHD is a superpower, if done correctly. <laughs> you get an idea, and you just steamroll your body into doing it until it's done. Um, <laughs> case in point, the new like background behind me. Yeah. So you and I had discussed uh, recently that we wanted to start adding like video to Patreon, right? Mm-hmm. And so my brain is like 3,000 times ahead, steps ahead of us right now. Um, so I decided, well, I'm going to need a new laptop for that because the last one sucked. And, um, well, I'm going to need a new background. So let me do curtains or something instead. And then it got worse because <laughs> I remember I texted you and I was like, Jay's going to have to move his music instruments. Yeah. So now I've rearranged the 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 music studio quote unquote um i'm the only one who uses it so i've i rearranged it and then i asked him afterward (laughs) do you think i can move my whole office downstairs into your old office slash music studio wow and i did that while he was away (laughs) so i haven't touched his drums and basically my goal is this is the setup. My goal is for him to think about it for a couple days because originally this was his idea and I didn't want to be in the basement. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want it. Um, but now I'm like, it would be great to have a quiet cave to myself. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. So um, he's thinking on it. And he's like, okay. And so he starts thinking about how he's going to expand his office upstairs. And I'm going to be gone for five days. My goal is for him to get it in his head and he'll move the drums for me. <laughs> So when I come back, I can start making my office in like studio in one space. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah, I'm a mastermind. Ah, you you have to be. I think <laughs> you if you're married in a certain number of years, you have to learn how to mastermind or else yeah. start over again. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be his idea. And I yeah. even said in the text, this is how I don't want to say manipulative. I am smart. I'm going to say smart. Um, I sent him a text the other day and I said, oh, you know, I meant to mention this while you were here, but I was thinking about your suggestion from last year, thinking that I should move all my stuff downstairs and just not take up all the space in the living room. It just makes sense. And I know I fought this for a long time, but I'm starting to think you were right. And that's how I started. <laughs> that's how text. it's done. Yeah. He can't mm-hmm. find himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was your idea, buddy. Yeah. Big time. And- <laughs> We haven't sorted out our office yet. Like the room is done finally. So this is the room that when we, the inspector, when we were buying the house, you know, you have an inspection done. And I guess they were just kind of nodded at that room that was full of like stored furniture. And they were, I guess, just like, yeah, that's a room. And um, it was literally 100% mold. Like the entire room was just mold like you could put your hand through the wall oh my gosh yeah so so I have this whole allergy moment that I'm having is ironic because that room is done now it is drywall it has new floor new wall we had to take the siding off of the house if you can imagine um 
Wow. And put in like entirely new walls and new joists and stuff like that. And my husband did all of this virtually by himself. And uh, and now it's painted and it has a floor and everything. And it's got a couple pieces of furniture and my saddles are in it. They're not in the kitchen anymore. <laughs> but he's going to put his desk, which is where I'm sitting now, which is in our bedroom. He's going to put his desk in there. And then he's going to be the one that gets to go in and shut the door. <gasps> no. I know. I'm like, Fuck, that's not really... I, I thought really your plan was room. to turn that into your little office slash studio. I mean, it's still going to be slash studio. Okay. I'll take it for that purpose. But I want to, I just want a whole room that's just mine. And that's very greedy. <laughs> because I'm going from having no room whatsoever to now there is a room that I can share. Um, but I hate having people anywhere near me, behind me, looking at me, touching, talking. Mm-hmm. within the zip I don't like writing with somebody in the same zip code as me oh god no which is why I'm not as prolific as you too because I have kids in the house oh yeah so like I'm literally retreating to Vermont for five days I call it vacation because I will be alone yeah. I will be working I will be writing I'll be finishing this book and all the the revisions but like I can't if I have interruptions I get mad like I start off getting frustrated and mm-hmm. then I start getting mad mm-hmm and then I start, yeah, I, and I don't want to be that person. I know. So, you know, when you get in the flow, it's it's hard to stop, and when there's interruptions. So, really, you're. I don't want to pull this card because it's been pulled on me. But if you're the breadwinner and writing and quiet, it just makes sense for you to have that space. I know, it does. But that's or maybe not... timetable. Like you can sh- have a schedule. <laughs> I might try to put something in this in this room in the bedroom because this desk is large and it will move out and then we have another large piece of furniture behind me that's going to go down there and then there's going to be like an empty corner and so I think I'm going to put an armchair in the empty corner and I could just lap desk it and sit and put my feet up and work in comfy solitude. So that could work. I could listen to my weird smooth jazz that I like to listen to when I write and uh, not have yeah. any interruptions. So that might be the way to go. Plus, I can see out the window where the horses are, and I like that. Oh, that I is Like, I have nice. to have a window to work. So I'm trusting the process. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, how this happened for me was I, you know, Jason was working from home two days a week during COVID and he was working in the basement and he is an extrovert and it was driving him crazy that he was sitting in like this dark caved like space and he was separated from the family. Okay. So when I was working, you know, I was working six days a week and when I needed an office space, I went from working on the couch to just making a little corner in the living room. Yeah. And then he saw how nice I made that little corner in the living room and how <laughs> the dogs would come hang out with me and how, you know, I was in and out and all these things. And so he got jealous. Yeah. And then he moved, which I told him he shouldn't. He moved out of the basement office upstairs to the dining room. He took it over. And now he sits there next to us complaining every day that we're too loud. Oh, for my him. God. So he got what he wanted. Right. <laughs> And now I'm thinking, well, like, he got what he wanted. And so <laughs> I, it wasn't intended as a bait and switch. But I'm like, well, maybe now I want that. And I want the opposite. I want the quiet. So, like, he won't mind, right? It seems so, like he'd already abandoned the space. So Abandoned. He's. I spend more time down here than he does. 
because he doesn't play the drums very often anymore. And we've got two sets sitting in here. That was awfully generous of you to marry a drummer. Somebody has to do it, but it could not have been me. <laughs> you know, he soundproofed the room, so it makes a great podcast studio. All that work is done. <laughs> um, but he had his his regular drums were put away for years, and he bought an electric set so he could put headphones on, and you just hear the tink, tink, tink. Oh. Um, so it works. But also, still, you know, murder yeah. him. <laughs> well he wants to murder me because i talk about horses all day so <laughs> there's a give give mm. <laughs> but yeah so i'm you know working on making this a really cool podcast slash office space and uh yeah so we'll see how that goes but oh my god you're gonna have so much fun at Briarfest. i think so uh <laughs> it's your demographic that's what they that's what they say. And I, I already have some people coming that I'm really excited to meet for the first time, like people that have been readers and fans and friends for a really long time, like really supportive people. Uh, so I'm super excited to see them. And uh, I've been promised coffee on Saturday morning from some readers. So I'm looking forward to that. You're going to be jittery for another reason. Everyone's going to bring you coffee. Oh, I love that. That's that's my love language. You brought me coffee. Is a love language something you accept from someone else? Because that's what I mean. But <laughs> I ever, I actually, um, I had. Uh, so I, so I'm on a lot of Sudafed, right? And I'm drinking coffee, um, and it's a really very explosive combination: Sudafed and coffee. Yeah, uppers uh, and downers, there, buddy. No down, oh, only up. <laughs> only oh, up, you're taking the up. non-drowsy? Only up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I buy, so I, I, like I said before, I, like I, have a, I, had a, I had a mold allergy, and that's why I think it's funny that this room is cleaned up and all of a sudden I'm having some kind of insane allergy. And, but it has been raining a ton, so that's probably what it is. But I used to work, you know, at Disney's Polynesian Resort back when it had the big fountain in the middle of the of the lobby and I worked in the lobby. So I'm in this 1970s building with a, a fountain that's been running for 30 years. Okay. And this entire building was like made of mold. And um so I was I was taking Sudafed. Like that was when I started buying the economy size packages of generic uh because it was the only way to get through the night is my headaches were so bad. And I made friends with a waiter in the coffee bar upstairs and he would see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was a manager. So I was allowed to, you know, carry a cup of coffee around. And it was like one of the main reasons to be a manager is you wear your own clothes and you can carry a cup of coffee around. And he would give me Kona coffee, which was like seven or $8 there instead of like Disney Nest cafe coffee. And so I started calling him my coffee boyfriend and he'd see me, he'd be like, Kona? And I'm like, Kona. And so I was <laughs> mixing love language. Sudafed and coffee every single night, wired until I get home at 2 a.m. and just start like running around. And, uh, and it was great. So I used to call my pixie dust. People would be like, Natalie, you had your pixie dust? I'm like, not yet, but I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's kind of where I am right now. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that was my love, my love language. His real name was Scott. 
but I just come coffee boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, a moniker is a love language all of its own. Mm-hmm. If you get a nickname from me, then I love you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Uh-huh. Well, I have a like a collection of Heathers, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> like I was addressing envelopes a couple weeks ago of books and uh, some hardcovers were going out and my husband's like, are they all named Heather? <laughs> like, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> I'm a super fancy named Heather. We're, we're a vibe, okay? You You're know, a total vibe. There's the '90s movie is for a reason. Yeah, so that's how it got there. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god. Well, it sounds like you're going to be um, a little bit fun today to talk to. I don't even know where that story came from or why I told it. Yeah, no, this is going to be a total stream of consciousness. We're just going to ride the wave that is Natalie. <laughs> I don't even know how we're going to describe this in, in the show notes. <laughs> Natalie cool. is on a legal high. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's all fucked up. Uh, Mentally, Heather's body is messed up. Um, but it's cool. Yeah. I, I went to, when I was at the barn the other day, because uh, I went, even though my hand was all messed up, you know, I wasn't limping. So that was cool. And I was wearing this brace. And uh, my trainer, my friend Robin, was sitting there and she had a a brace for the same exact injury on the opposite hand, (sighs) right? And her daughter goes to us, or one of the barn kids goes to us, what is wrong with you two? (laughs) And we look at each other and we both go, at the same time, we're in our 40s. (laughs) Like, last night, (laughs) so related to that, it's insane. (laughs) Last night... My husband said something and I gave him a thumbs up. And then I was like, oh, I hate that. And he did it. And he's like, oh, I hate that too. And I, and I thought, what? I didn't used to feel a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't like a position that you had a, an opinion about. You just put your thumb up in the air. And I'm like, oh, I don't like how that affects my ligaments and tendons. Like, God. <laughs> <laughs> now i can still put th- my middle finger up and it's fine <laughs> well because that one works the most you know it has the most, the most muscle <laughs> exactly. I i'm I crying right now <laughs> it's so relatable like like most of the time when i get injured like there's no reason for it people are like oh how'd you do that i uh I went, my, my daughter was in therapy last night, so I took her out after a very, very long day of work. And I know I've got the kids and bring one kid with me, two others are at home, you know, whatever. Right. And uh, so I bring her to therapy and and her therapist goes, oh my God, what happened? And I was like, nothing. And I'm so confused. That's <laughs> why she's asking me. And I look down and I'm like, I've got a brace on my knee and a brace on my arm. <laughs> I look like I've been in a wreck. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> nothing happened i'm in my 40s (laughs) but also too like it's like um i can see it happening this downward slide into you know 60s and up they start with like oh these are all my maladies like every conversation involves the things that are there well i got my blood test recently and (laughs) i'm like oh my god it's starting (laughs) Well, I uh, I set Corey and I up with a doctor last last week. This week, I don't even remember. We went. We finally went to a doctor, which is like some we've never had a regular primary doctor ever, not one time. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And uh, so I set this one up, and 
Corey was grousing about a little bit. And I was like, look, babe, this is it. From here on out, man, we have a doctor. We have blood panels run. <laughs> we have prescription bottles. I'm like, we are there. We You're have there. aged into it. Congratulations to us. <laughs> you were in the era. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Achievement yep. unlocked. Basically, yeah. So, you know, and my doctor's office, I go in, and it's literally just huge prints of horses on the walls. Oh, is that why you picked them? No, that was just a lucky coincidence. Oh, my God. That's I know. amazing. <laughs> well, you found the right doctor. And it wasn't a vet. Well, I, I would hope you're not seeing a vet for your personal there was this, health. You know, there's a thing of sugar cubes on the counter. I was like, oh, they're like, only if you're good. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I would do that. I would, I'd be like, that's great. I was a good girl. Yeah, right? No, there were no lollipops. Oh, my God. But it was fine. We had fun. It was a good doctor. I got a prescription to help me sleep. I don't even know if it's been filled yet, but I just like knowing that I have it. Well, you're especially going to need it after taking uppers all day. I don't know when I'm going to sleep again. I'll be honest with you. You you never sleep anyway. So like that's super great. Yeah. The the other day I did... and we could go on about this all day, you know, me back and forth. Um, but my husband had like the sniffles and he thought he was dying. Like he thought he was dying. He had so much nausea. He was like, I have the stomach flu. Mm. Turns out he had a little bit of, you know, um, like, like just phlegm and it was making him nauseous. Um, so he was fine. He went to work and everything like that. So he kept me up all night moaning. Oh. And then the next night his snoring was so bad because it was finally in the head that I had to get up at one in the morning and go downstairs and sleep on the couch that smells like my dogs in a, a hoodie and like no pants. Cause I couldn't find them in the middle of the night with no glasses. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just, I was like, I gotta get out of here. And then he had the balls to be like, how'd you sleep? Why'd you leave? And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> I took, I actually recorded him. I have voice recordings of him snoring. Like I was like, I want to show you how bad it was, man. Well, did he take something or did he just decide to tough it out and that's why he was snoring? No, he – I think he took something. He definitely put on like the Breathe Right strips. They uh-huh. help but they don't, you know, they don't get rid of it. And so it was just – he gets yeah. snuggly too when he's sick and he like wants to feel loved. Oh. And so it's really fucking annoying because oh. I don't like to be touched when I'm sleeping. No. So like I had no covers. I had this human like heater trying to hug me all night and Ugh. snore in my ear. I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> like for anybody out there who's like, I want to be married. No, you don't. I actually, <laughs> I remember telling Corey after we moved in together, you know, and I was still very much in the like, please love me phase um, before I figured out that, yeah, it was fine. And, <laughs> but he would, he would go to work and he would give me a little kiss when he was leaving. And I, the first time I, I like, you know stood up and said we have to back off on the loving part <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like you can't kiss me when you leave because you wake me up and I I can't fall back asleep I was like if anything touches me then I'm awake for the, the duration he's like oh I'm sorry and it's never been an issue since <laughs> yeah boundaries boundaries yeah. are great mm-hmm. well I've been known to I mean I've been known to smack him like for real, like in the middle of the night, like if, if the nudging and the, Hey, roll over doesn't work. Yeah. I will smack him and be like, wake up and leave, you know, but, um, <laughs> but so I'm considered quite mean to him because I just don't do well. If I'm woken up, I get, I get mad. Yeah. I don't like it. I think a lot, like, I don't think 
separate bedrooms, not separate bedrooms, but like a spare bedroom. I don't think they're a terrible idea, especially as you do get older and you get oh, sniffly. Yeah. I feel it know? saves marriages. Yeah. But I mean, that's quite a luxury to have a whole other room. So, you know, I mean, at this point, I would I would sleep on the floor if I didn't think he would take it personally. Um <laughs> Just for some space. I actually, I actually, and you know, I love him, but he went to, to Hartford for a couple days for work and I starfished. It was great. I was like, I slept the best I've slept in months. And then when he gets back, I'm going to be in Vermont for five days. I'm like, this is wonderful. Like it's, all marriages should be like this. Everyone should be able to travel. And then you just see each other on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, the other nice thing about traveling is you can you can like watch the really weird stuff on YouTube. Like, there's a whole bunch of Disneyland specials I want to watch, and I'm just kind of saving those up for my next trip. <laughs> yeah, because he's not going to want to watch that. No, and he will too, and that'll make it weird. Like, mm. no, I'm watching a '60s Disneyland special on YouTube. I don't, I don't really need solidarity. I know it's weird. I get it. <laughs> like, let my let me. Let me be weird by myself, and then we can have our show we watch together later. Yeah, it's that just will be easier. our bonding time. It's yes. just easier, for sure. I do the same. I do the same. I'm just uh, yeah, marriage is tricky like that, mm-hmm. but it's nice to know that I'm not the only one because I'm hearing what I'm saying and I feel like a bitch. I'm not going to change, but I feel like okay, that's maybe a little bitchy of me, but it's nice to know I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, I think it's just like the interaction. Between two people, it's like for a while, the corners get rubbed off and then they kind of sharpen up again and then they kind of have to rub off again. You know, it's just it's a it goes up, it goes down where it's just like, you know what? Right now, I just really need to not have anything bother me. And then you spend a couple of years just all over each other again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just like with everything. Mm hmm. Bluegrass Animal Products Equiotic is a live daily probiotic supplement for your horse. Equiotic is the only probiotic sourced from horse's good gut bacteria. This allows the good bacteria to survive in the GI tract. Veterinarian developed and recommended, Equiotic is trusted by horse professionals to keep their horses feeling their best. From the top competition horse to a backyard companion, Equiotic can help to keep your horse's sensitive GI tract feeling good. To learn more and order Equiotic today, go to bluegrassanimalproducts.com and use the coupon code HRN for 15% off Equiotic packets and paste. Equiotic is also available at many retailers, including SmartPak and Chewy, but the coupon code HRN is only available at bluegrassanimalproducts.com. And I mean, I guess, you know, we've been chatting a little bit when you and I were chatting about the topic idea for today, we were talking about like where we were a year ago and like what things are different now. Yeah. Right. Like what a difference a year makes. Right. And so incredible. So, you know, traveling that from marriage, right. Marriage can be different a year ago than it is today. Mm -hmm. Right. And it could be different in three months from now. But the same is just with life in general and our time with horses, our work. Nothing stays the same ever. No. Sometimes I'm like in a, I've been in a really good place, really just for the past couple of months, to the point where I was thinking, oh, I don't want to go on vacation necessarily, because I'm really content with 
the schedule and the routine that I have right now. And then really the past two days, the schedule was kind of upended by like I was getting up in the morning, and I was riding, and it was really pleasant. And then and I was I would get up really early sometimes and write a little and then go ride super pleasant, blah, blah, blah. Just really feeling at peace with the schedule I had. And then yesterday morning, I woke up it was thundering like, it's a little early for that cloud. And so I didn't end up riding yesterday. And then this morning, whatever happened to my brain. And then it was like a sauna outside this morning, just unreal. And I'm like, all right, so I can't even ride right now. Like the schedule's already been abandoned. And I'm tired of writing constantly. I need a break. So that switch just got flipped. Time for something new. Time to change this up. (laughs) But it has been quite a year. And I do things really differently now than I did a year ago. Do <laughs> you like really? Every respect, yeah, yeah. Well, you have me now. That I you have get to you talk now. To all so we had just time. started right a year ago. Yeah, we did. We were. It was a year ago, June, mm-hmm. that we went live. Right. And uh, I think we've hit a rhythm. I think we've hit a rhythm with organization and and recording and things like that. But I think we've also found kind of our voice. I think so. Yep. It's. Uh, Indefinable. Yeah. Indefinable. But hey, that's what makes it interesting, right? Um, But what else is new for you? Like, what else are you doing different? So I just decided that the only way I was going to make it as a creative person was if I just embraced the spontaneity of being a creative person. And so I have absolutely no deadlines. I don't set definite dates for anything. Good for you. I work on whatever the hell I feel like working on. <laughs> and I don't sweat things like marketing plans or launches. I just put stuff out when I feel like it. I put out a book yesterday. Yeah, I saw. Congratulations. I like Thanks. Absolute crickets. But hey, you know, it's not a book anyone asked for. I just put out a book last week. (laughs) No one was expecting it. It Mm -hmm. sounds like you're kind of putting a little like that's my level of I tend to be spontaneous like that. Like I kind of focus on what I can at the time. Yeah. And then if something else pops up, but I'm not good at deadlines. Like Mm -hmm. I need them. But I've always been more spontaneous. Like, so what you're describing now is kind of like how I've always rolled. And I think I need to take a page out of your book and maybe adopt some of your older practices of like setting deadlines and having a little bit of a plan. And that might help me a little bit. Maybe. I, yeah, I've just moved into creative anarchy, basically. And anarchy. anarchy. I, I well, keep track I of what life. I do to see if it's working, right? So I have a spreadsheet. And every month I make a new tab for it and it has every project I'm working on. And if I come up with something new, I add another column and then it has the dates and I put the number of words I wrote essentially. So if I'm revising, I might spend three hours on something and write 300 words. Or if it's something new, I might spend two hours on it, write 4,000 words. Uh, but, you know, it'll have like seven columns of different projects that I'm working on and Sometimes I open it and go, oh, I haven't worked on this at all recently. I should throw something on there so it's fresh in my mind. And I'll go in and add a chapter to that. And so... Well, my God, that sounds so organized. Honestly, that's crazy. It's just the simplest of uh, spreadsheets on Google Chrome. (laughs) Like, it's not... And it's pleasant because then you can see your word count for the month because I just throw in, you know, a couple sums. So, like, last month, 
I finished writing Flight and I put some touches on some other things and I ended up with about 75,000 words for the month. That's awesome. It was a, and it was a busy month, right? Like I wrote a ton last month. And then this month, we're halfway through and I've written more than I meant to. Honestly, I've written like 12,000 words or something. I'm like, eh, because I wasn't planning on really writing this month at all. So it just, but it shows me wow. like, oh, I haven't worked on this one serial novel literally at all this month. So th- this afternoon, I'm going to write two chapters on that so that it's updated. <laughs> well, and that's true. You definitely have the series which makes a difference like I with my writing I only even though I have a couple projects going I only have one that I tend to focus on at a time and so I've got the deadline for this one with Sid and so I've I wrote I couldn't even like 40,000 words in the last month Mm -hmm. on it and you know plus revisions and things like that but like I don't think I could bounce around like you do because I live my life in chaos. Like I, I bounce around, but I don't think I could track the bouncing. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah, I'm so more organic. The whole rest of my life is not chaotic, right? Because I don't have a lot of things pulling at me besides like sometimes in the evening, I feel like I have 8 million things to do because it cools off slightly and I go, I got to do this with the horses. I got to do this in the garden. I, the cat wants to do this. I got to do that. But that's not you know driving people around or picking things up or making appointments or anything like that so it's pretty simple uh and i I, I have a hard time keeping a list of things to do and sticking to it i don't even know where my list went (laughs) (laughs) i have a list i do a monthly list in evernote yes and then i strike through the one-time things and then the other stuff that like i work on every week i leave open and i go did i work on this this week Yes, well, did. it sounds like you've relaxed a lot of your um, your methods, but you still keep nice and organized, which I think is is healthy mm-hmm. because you know. And you know, I've said to you in the past that I think you were just a little bit too focused, too driven, and putting out too much too fast. Like you were just under pressure all of the time. Yeah, yeah. And so I would still have a lot of anxiety if I didn't know where I was. So right. that's why I keep like records because I'll feel like I didn't do anything at all um which should be fine honestly I should be allowed to do nothing at all if I want but I'll be like oh my god how am I ever going to get this this and this done so I have these lists and I have goals but they're not um maybe rigid there's yeah nothing's going to happen if I don't meet up (laughs) nothing will happen to me I think that's a super healthy change for you yeah, I had to go like really far in the other direction. And I, yeah. I I got where I am by being super driven and and meeting deadlines and working my ass off. That's how I got to this point. So, so now you can relax a exactly. little. Exactly. It was a question of can I, you know, do I have enough out there now that I can step back and do things in a more relaxed manner? And all of my writing is lighter. Like I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Like everything I'm writing now is lighter and funnier. Like I'm having so much more fun than I was a year ago. Well, that's, I mean, isn't that the ideal is to be able to have fun and make mm-hmm. it your career? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, I, you know, I used to write fairly serious stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like I was digging into heavy, heavy stuff. And now I'm like, I'm going to write rom-coms 24-7. Uh, those and are I am. so fun to read. Uh, yeah. Those are so fun to read. Exactly. Well, and that's why I'm excited for because, you know, once I submit this book, 
with Sid and I to Trafalgar, my focus is going to be on the backdoor horse and getting that finished because mm-hmm. I'm, it's half written. And I am so excited to have like a fun read, something that's like a little bit more, you know, I don't want to say it's fiction, you know, like, I, I mean, nonfiction tends to be a little bit drier, even though I write humorously. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like this is going to be a fun project for me. So I think I'm really looking forward to that. But I was thinking when you were talking about like the difference in a year, you know, I'm in a different place in my life because my kids are still in school. And so every summer it's kind of the same old grind <laughs> and things like that. So I'm like, what am I doing differently this year? And you know, obviously I've got different books coming out and I've got the Iceland retreat coming up. But what I thought was really, for me, important, and this is something that I will die by because it's, it is my priority, is Ferris – I'm just – you're going to want to hold a party for me, okay? <laughs> Ferris is sweating. Uh, Ferris is sweating. And I mean, like, he will come out of the paddock and he's got sweat on him where for two years – in 95 degrees, he would have to come in because he was bone dry and needed to be bathed three times to get him to cool down. Like, this for me is such a huge thing. Like, I feel like I can breathe mm-hmm. this summer. Like, I'm not worrying about him having a heart attack. And more than that, I feel like we're not going to lose all of that time we put in to getting him back and fit and, and healthy. Yeah. And so... I'm like beyond, of course, I'm a little bit injured, but like <laughs> my, my quote unquote niece wrote him the other day and I, I came to watch and he did so good. Like he looks so much better. He's sweating. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's sweating. Like we're having <laughs> barn dances. Like we're dancing around. Like we just had a touchdown. Like everybody's kind of celebrating the fact that like he's feeling better and it is such a win and it's such a relief. And it is honestly the first summer in years that I've been able to ride him. That is so wild. Maybe did you trade your soundness for his maybe? <laughs> Very much a devil's bargain. <laughs> Was there bargain. a wood switch? Uh, what happened here? <laughs> I, I might have. And you know what though? But that's okay. Yeah, right. I care about his health more than mine. I know of that course. sounds pretty terrible, but... <laughs> I just and I look back and I'm like, wow. And part of me feels a little guilty because I think like, okay, I thought it was just the anhydrosis getting worse. And I didn't realize that the that there was something more underneath that layer of illness. And once we started to find out and blood test for Cushing's and once we started to treat for Cushing's, it was like a game changer. Wow. Okay. So I wonder, too, like how long he was feeling poorly and didn't say anything so there's some guilt there but i'm hoping he's sassy like he's Mm -hmm. he's doing good so i that's all i want is my sassy little pony to be happy (laughs) that's why i've got you know i've got manny out there being 24 years old and (laughs) he had lost some weight because um it was really dry in early summer and he doesn't eat a lot of hay but he eats a lot of grass and the grass was really grazed down and so I was like, oh, he's a bit bony. And, I, and so I, I talked to the vet and I doubled up all his feet and, and doubled up uh, Timothy pellets. And he takes mm-hmm. forever to eat it. And um, even though he's got some, he's got some like overcoat that hasn't, it'll shut out, but it's there. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. You can pull it out, but it's just like the got guard some, hairs. a little too much hair. And yeah. he's, he's kind of missing a top line. So I'm like, is something going on with them? But you want to talk about sassy. 
This little <laughs> asshole. <laughs> he was getting so bossy. I was like losing my mind with him. Like, started shutting him up places while I rode bed. Like, couldn't take it anymore. Like, get out of I here. Get that. out of here. So, uh, yeah, if attitude is anything to go by, he is just fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's put a weight back on. So, <laughs> oh, good. Well, and that's what matters. And I think, um, yeah, I think minis are like thoroughbreds. They don't always grow up. You know, like no matter how old they are, they're going to be kind of a lot of personality. I met a 30-year-old mini the other day while I was at work. And he thought he was – I mean, he's a stud. And my daughter was leading him around and they were playing with him and they were doing all these things. And, like, he saw a mare and, like, boy, I was like, oh, wow, 30 years old. You still got it. Okay. <laughs> um, here's a biology lesson, girls. And <laughs> – <laughs> You're right, though. They are like little thoroughbreds. I don't know if I thought about it. Uh, yeah. He's a monster. I know. I love it. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. Well, and Delight's happy, too, like now that he's... So last year, that uh, that's a difference, too, is last year I was focusing on Delight in the summer because, of course, Ferris mm-hmm. couldn't be ridden. And so I was like really focusing on spending time with Delight in the saddle and getting him comfortable. And I was riding him a lot i mean maybe once a week for for us that was a lot and uh and now he's not riding at all and you know he's happy i mean he's content he gets bored periodically and we go and we play games and uh and everything's fine but like i think my differences are mostly horsely related uh which you know i mean let's be honest my life like i work for them so yeah <laughs> my you know from a horse perspective I really couldn't be in a more different place than I am last year. You know, I had just gotten the horses here last year. So I just started riding Ben again after not riding him for two years. And we were struggling, like really hard. And, um, you know, we did all those physical pieces, but that took me like six months to put all those pieces in order. So it was all the way up until early this year where I was still struggling. <laughs> like this horse was just not the horse I remembered. And... um now that we work with ride along lessons every you know almost four or five days a week i put on a lesson and we work to it it's the opposite of my writing where i need goals to keep me moving forward um and i really think we talked that through here so yay podcast saving my life on my horse <laughs> podcast as therapy right yeah yeah uh, writing career by podcast. <laughs> well, I think I think it's very interesting too when we're talking about like the differences between years. I mean, there's always there's always change. You can count on that. Um, it's nice to look back and see some of the similarities, but it's also nice to see improvements. There's certainly some things that I would like continue to like to to grow towards or or focus on. But I think everyone can relate because nothing stays stagnant. Nothing stays the same forever. And it can change more than we think in just a short period of time. And I think like I'm looking back and there's so many people who when they're starting out with their businesses or their riding or their their riding horses, they get frustrated. They're not moving fast enough. Mm -hmm. But then you look back and you say, look at where I was three months ago. Look where I was six months ago. Look at where I was a year ago. And wow, what an incredible difference. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, you know, and every time I start doing something slightly different, I remind myself, like, in two months, you're not going to believe it was this much of a struggle. Yes. In three months, 
It'll be so natural. It was like you've always been doing it. it took a really long time to learn that lesson. I still but sometimes have I've, to remind myself. Yeah, I, it feels like getting closer. <laughs> you know, with age comes wisdom mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, broken things yeah. in your body, but but wisdom. So I guess your body, body breaks, but your mind gets better. Um, and... I guess I've always been very impatient. Like I, I do love to do things organically and in their own time. And I like to kind of see where the wind takes me sometimes. But at the end of the day, I do. I always – I was talking to my other day with um, – the my business with the horses is going so well. And in fact, I had to shut down new clients for the summer because it was just <laughs> overwhelming uh, taking up my schedule. And yet with the dogs, I felt like, wow, this isn't really – doing what I wanted it to. There's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of, of dogs that, you know, don't know I'm still here, you know, for them and what I can provide. And then, you know, life turns around and says like, what here, but like, you're going to be featured in a magazine about the dogs soon. And you're, you've got all these dog shows you've been invited to and you've got all these things and you look at it and you're like, okay, well, I guess I had a bad moment, but things go better if I just have patience and I keep working towards that goal. Yeah. Yeah. Because the valleys, they show up and they feel like that's all you've got. Yeah. It's like everything went wrong today. My life is wrong. No, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, like that's one of the reasons that I make lists and I keep spreadsheets sometimes for things that seem completely unrelated. Um, is I feel better when stuff is documented and I go, I've got that. I've got that. That's coming down the pike. That's happening. And I go, okay, all right. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, you know, I, I live on, I live on royalties, right? So some days the royalties are good and some days royalties are bad. And you just go, okay, that's all right. Today's bad because next week you have this (laughs) and you have that. Like there are reasons for these things and it evens out in the end, as long as you keep pushing um yeah don't get overwhelmed just keep pushing <laughs> towards the goal because i mean i look back to when i first started like i started over i worked in publishing for for 12 years and then i was a stay-at-home mom for a little bit and so i didn't start my businesses i didn't start the timid rider i didn't start the books or even my massage business until 2016 mm-hmm. and i mean this is 7 years later i looking back I I would be like amazed and so just in awe of what I've accomplished. But at the time, I felt like it was so overwhelming and I would never get to be successful. And I would, oh, maybe I can make it a year and make money and, you know, or, or whatever. And it's so funny how things changed. And so I guess it's just like never give up, right? Like just don't give up because things will get better. Things will always move forward. You just got to keep at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just got to be prepared for the incremental differences to slowly get bigger. Because incremental becomes exponential. How about that? That's word art. Yeah. Word art. I'm I'm trademarking that, Gary V. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's funny, too. My husband always said I used to focus on too many things. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he's right. I used to say yes to everything, right? And I was like, let's try it out. Let's see if some things worked. Some things very clearly didn't. And I had to learn to start saying no one but also like i like trying new things because i don't know if it's going to be fun i don't know if i'm going to be good at it i Mm -hmm. don't know if it will do well and 
I think I work better when I have more things because I don't focus on one thing all the time because I think I would get bored and overwhelmed at the same time. Yeah. I am, you know, right now, like I, I feel like on one hand I'd say, oh, I'm very good at chaos. And on the other hand, like if I owe anything to another person, I feel that on my shoulders. Somebody's, oh, yeah. somebody's waiting for something. I owe somebody something. Like, oh, well, God. I've got this oh, deadline God. Oh, God. this month. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Even though I'm going to meet it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this is all I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, um, like, I have a short story that I was supposed to write months ago for uh, my Kickstarter for the Foley Season audiobook. It's a short story, Heather. I have written four novels. <laughs> I can't. I can't come up with a single thing for the short story. I'm like, maybe while I'm on vacation, I'll write the short story. Like, I just empty my brain out of novels and just. I have no idea. But you know, that's what happens to you. Remember when you went on the cruise and you came back with a book idea? I did, didn't I? I wonder what book that was. I don't remember now. I'd have to look back um, <laughs> on your social because I remember being like, Natalie, we talked about this. So You're many, on vacation. <laughs> so many books ago. <laughs> well, and you know, it's so funny. It's like you and I are completely opposite in a lot of ways. I mean, you obviously have the books as your main stream mm-hmm. focus. For me, my goal is the books will be slowly building over time. So that way, when my hands fail me completely, yeah. and I need to sell my massage business, then I have kind of built, you know, the the books and I have the backlog and I have, you know, can focus on that um, and write more and more. And uh, you'll just funny. have to dictate. <laughs> oh, so you already busted your hands. My exactly. hands don't hurt from all this typing. My oh, I believe it. I believe it. Well, that's why I was like, oh my god, I'm wearing this brace and I have to finish this book. <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's been out coffee. So yeah. great. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. So you know, and you you kind of have taken the I'm going to focus on this and like hit it really hard and have multiple books a year and all this and I want the opposite and I'm doing like the I'll do one book a year and you know really focus on that and the other things and and then I have you know so it's it's very funny to kind of see but we both keep moving forward yeah and you know I know that you occasionally take on more clients than you can comfortably handle yeah and I take on more books than I can comfortably handle but I like writing them and I have a lot to write and I have a lot to revise that I've already written like I just I really like doing it yeah people don't always understand that that's you know a major reason why I have so many books and I put out so many books because I have a lot to say and I have a lot I want to write um and they'll say I know you want to get off of that train where you're putting out you know five or six books you're like no 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 I don't I don't want to stop that I love doing it and I I have a backlog of stuff that isn't published. It's just insane. <laughs> oh, trust me. I get that. I get that. And yeah, I do the same thing with clients. I'm like, I want to help as much. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I would do it seven days a week if mm-hmm. I didn't need like a mental and physical break um, because it's like meditation for me. Yep. I feel I feel better for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really, I don't know. I think... There's so many things to be thankful for in the past year. Um, 
so many changes. You know, my family is is growing older. I'm only going to have so many years with them. My horses are in a different place than they were last year. Physically, I'm in a different place, but mentally, I'm better than yeah. I was last year. That's really good. I mean, I think that's maybe the most important one of all. Like, mentally, are we ahead of where we were last year? Yes. I am 100%. Billion percent ahead of where I was last year. It was a disaster. I don't know how I did the podcast last year because I was in a state. <laughs> yeah well and I hope in some way that maybe like it helped a little bit just to kind of you know get your focus out of the books and maybe you know have someone to talk to you know I'm here Absolutely. for you whenever. huge help and a, and uh and you know like an interesting growth direction so it wasn't like I'm still just writing books by myself you know and putting them out in the same way like meeting people and talking to people in different ways and things like that. Yeah. Made it has always made a big difference. But you I mean you are the difference. You I are my that. dark new moon. I'm your dark muse. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna get a t shirt that says I'm Natalie's Muse and I don't care if it's true or not. And that's what I'm gonna tell myself when I'm having a dark day. Okay. No, but same. I, I think I've loved absolutely loved working with you the last year on this podcast like i i feel like i've had so much fun with it and i hope that's clear to everybody listening to us but i feel like i've gotten to know you so much better and and god you, you and i always have fun together we do because you know we're chronic overshares it's true and this is just a wonderful way for us to <laughs> just talk about ourselves Yes, but in and all make weird faces into the camera. Well, that is true, and soon <laughs> Patreon will be able to see those weird faces. Yeah. But when we get together, do like we balance each other out, mm -hmm. and I I think that that's so healthy and so important, and I so appreciate you, Natalie, and I'm so glad that we're doing this together. I appreciate you. I know appreciate you do. You. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Compliments make me feel awkward. I. <laughs> Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women.